0: Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to the program, Today's Issues, here on American Family Radio, live talk program here on AFR. If you want to go to YouTube or Facebook, we live video stream there, and uh, just type in Today's Issues, and we also post the stories that we discuss, so you can have access to the same source that we get our news from that uh, is the basis of our conversation here. Uh, Steve Jordan joins us now. He does. How you doing? I'm well. So you, you, you continue with your third person. Uh, it's uh. A,
2: the a plurality of Majesty.
1: What does Steve say?
2: <laughs> My pronouns are your Majesty and your and your honor.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, man. We live in a confusing world today, don't we? Don't know what pronouns you're supposed to use.
2: <clears throat> I'm happy today that God saw fit to turn on the air conditioning a little bit in Mississippi, just a tad. <laughs>
1: All right, so um, let's see. We have Tim Todd, Brother Tim Todd, on the phone with us from West Monroe, L.A. How you doing, Tim?
3: Doing great, Tim. Good to hear your voice.
1: West Monroe. Uh, you know, when I was in college, Tim, uh, at Mississippi State University in the 80s, I met a, a you know, meeting n- new people around campus with a guy, and he said, I said where are you from he said i'm from la <laughs> and uh <I'm> <laughs> that's that's one southerner mocking a, another one right there in case you're wondering what's going on and i said really oh uh, and he said i said let's so see you're from los angeles or louisiana or he said no i'm from lower alabama <laughs> 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 and then he laughed
2: Mm-hmm. You know, he laughed yeah. in
1: a in a deep Southern accent. <laughs> you know, you've right. heard, you've heard that laugh before, Uh-huh-huh,
2: y'all. <laughs> so,
1: anyway, Revival Fires is the name of Brother Tim's ministry, and you've been hearing about this all week. And if you've been listening for years here at AFR, you know we do this every year: the Truth for Youth Bible Campaign, which is intended to get the Word of God into the hands of thousands and thousands of teenagers in this country that don't know the Lord. And just do, doing our part here to try to change our country and to share the gospel of Christ, which is what Christians are supposed to do if you read the New Testament. So uh, Brother Tim and his ministry, Revival Fires, uh, Tim approached us 20-plus years ago and said, Hey, I am a uh, traveling evangelist, and I speak in churches all over the country, and I want to raise the money through offerings throughout the year to pay for the distribution of these Bibles, and uh, Tim said we've created the uh, comics that go with the Bible that address issues that teenagers deal with. So Tim and his team, uh, published the Bible and uh, uh, the, the the Truth for Youth Bible, and then we joined hands in publicizing it. So uh, all this has been paid for, folks. Uh, so it does. We're not asking for money. All right, and there's no tricks here. Your name isn't being sold to anybody. Your email isn't being given to anybody. This is just straight up. You order the Bibles and get the word out. uh, Let your teenagers help distribute them. Uh, Tim, uh, it is—it's all twenty years. That's amazing. We've been doing this, right?
3: Yes, that's right. Today or this is our twenty-first year, and we've given away Tim. Over a million Bibles in the past twenty years, and so uh, we're extremely excited about the fact that, uh, as a direct result of these efforts, we have received decision cards, coupons, or emails from more than twenty-five thousand young people that we know of that have given their heart to the Lord as a direct result of getting a copy of the truth for You Bible in this project that we have partnered with American family radio and American family association.
1: These are teenagers and, and we know these are people to get teenagers to do anything like that is pretty amazing. 25,000 have written you to say yes, because of this Bible, I give my life to Jesus Christ. Uh, okay. Tell our listeners, uh, how we're doing this week and what they can do uh, to participate. If they haven't already, who's eligible
3: the parents or grandparents of children and grandchildren that are ages 13 to 18 years old, that will, these young people, if they will commit to give the Truth for Youth Bible to somebody in their school that is not serving the Lord, then absolutely free of charge, as you so well uh, described, we will send them one Bible per teenager, per household. So if they've got uh, three or four teenagers in the home. We'll send them however many Bibles that uh, uh, to represent those teenagers. And uh, we pay the, the the as you said the shipping has been paid for. The Bibles have been paid for. All the parents and grandparents or the teenagers have to do is call our phone number or email us or I mean I'm sorry go to our website and uh, let us know hey. We are ready to get a Bible to take to school, and if ever we needed to have the Word of God in our public schools, that time is now. Okay,
1: give us the phone number and the website.
3: It is 1-800-733-4737. The number again is 800-733-4737, and the website is truth truth truthforyouth.com youthcom truth dot youthcom
1: And we've been doing this over 20 years and, and we've distributed uh, that is uh, our ministry and Tim's ministry has distributed over 20 I mean over 1 million yes. over 1 million of these uh, Bibles. Thank you Tim. God bless you brother. Have a great day.
3: Appreciate your partnership Tim and uh, appreciate we're praying for you every day and appreciate all you're doing for the Lord and connecting with us to reach a, a generation of young people with the gospel of Jesus Christ.
1: Yes, sir. Look forward to a report next Monday. It's going to be great to uh, tell our folks what happened as a result of this week. Thank you, brother.
3: God bless you. Bye-bye.
0: All right. That's Tim Todd joining us from West Monroe, L.A. So true what he had to say about reaching our young people today. Yeah. And there's testimony after testimony after testimony about kids who are getting these Bibles, they open them up, they start to read them. There's a there's a front section there, uh, various stories, and but the, the testimonies are absolutely yeah. What
1: incredible. he has is he 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 developed these cartoons. Uh, they're, yeah. they're not comics in the sense that they're funny. Mm. They're 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 comics in the sense that they, they deal with issues that teenagers uh, deal with every day, mm-hmm. and it, it, so it tells these stories and uh and you know gives them the biblical answer. Then it also has the New Testament. Yes, it has the New Testament there too as well. So they're paperback. They're in, they're you know they're not. <laughs> th- these are paperback Bibles. So because we we wanted to make them as, uh, you know, be able to buy as many as possible. All right, Steve, what's on your hey docket this morning?
2: Uh, it was the closest thing to a miracle uh, on Earth here happened in the Senate the, uh, yesterday or the day before. They passed a Republican amendment. To the spending bill. Now, how in the world did that happen? Well, seems that they uh, divided the Democrats, and they got Joe Manchin from Virginia to side with them. This amendment was from Tom Cotton from Arkansas, and it what it does is it uh, keeps fu- federal funds from paying for uh, schools that teach CRT. So, I, I, I have the the language here. It's it 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 doesn't look. I, the legal language is a little skewed, or, or
1: legal obscure. language about what?
2: Well, I have the bill in front of me. This no, is, don't read
1: that; yeah. it's boring. <laughs> that uh, we'll lose listeners like crazy. You start reading a Senate bill,
2: but they did—they uh, did pass the attached amendment to yeah, the Senate. Good for
1: Senator Cotton from Arkansas, because that—that uh, uh, that keeps federal money from going to schools that teach critical race theory.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's a big, big victory right there on the part of the. Uh, Republicans, and Joe Manchin, the Democrat from West Virginia, but the efforts were led by Senator Cotton from Arkansas. Kudos to him. Yeah. All yes. right, next story.
2: Um, we're looking at a disaster in, in Afghanistan after we are withdrawing our troops. Um, maybe that's too strong a word, but maybe not. No, it's not. T- it's
1: <laughs> it's going to be a human uh, catastrophe, and also it's going to uh, make... Afghanistan uh more susceptible well no it's they're going to become an Islamic terrorist state they are the Taliban I don't about, know if you I don't know if you'll be able to call it a, a state yeah when the Taliban is through with it it'll just be an area of the world controlled
0: by the Taliban they've already taken over 10 capital cities the Taliban as a Man Muslim. that's
1: quick. We yeah. just pulled our troops out when about a month ago.
0: Yep. Yep,
1: and they're already taking over the whole. They they've taken over what ninety percent of the country.
0: Yeah, they're getting there, and they're you know they had a meeting the Taliban leadership with the Russians not too long, too long ago, and so we're returning to pre nine eleven days. Remember we went into Afghanistan to get Osama bin Laden uh, after nine eleven, and so we're there twenty years uh, in Afghanistan. Now there's there's solid debate between people about, you know, should America stay there. What I'm hearing this morning and maybe Steve this is what you're going to talk about is that did we pull out too quickly resulting in what is happening there? Yeah. You know, we were promised by the Biden administration when it was announced that we're going to lead a contingent there. We're going to be helping. We've trained, we spent billions of dollars training the Afghan forces on how to at least put up a decent fight against the Taliban. What we're finding out this morning is that's not working.
1: (laughs) That didn't work. Well, Well, let me just say this to um, a lot of Americans, it doesn't matter your political stripe, really, conservative, liberal, in between. uh, I would say the vast majority of Americans are weary of having our troops all over the world all the time and in Afghanistan, we've been there for 20-something years, and you're just like, how long How long are our troops going to stay? Yeah. But now our troops have been in Korea. <laughs> yeah. Our troops have been in Germany. There are several places around the world that American troops have been.
2: We have acted as the world's peacekeepers for a, a long time. For a
1: long time. So what I'm saying is when President Biden uh, – said we were pulling out all our troops. I was kind of indifferent. Uh, I don't know how you guys felt. I felt like, well, president Trump had said the same, same thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. Said the same thing, but there were warnings mm-hmm. from people like Senator Lindsey Graham and, and, uh, okay. I'm about to say a name. It's going to make cons- people listening. They're going to get, huh? They, their heart rate's going to go up. Uh, the lady who ran against Trump. The first time Hillary Clinton. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say what I was about to say, which is funny, it's very funny, but it's probably inappropriate for Christian radio. Uh, but what I'm saying here is there were warnings from both sides of the aisle yes. that pulling out the troops as, especially as quickly as Biden did would lead to what we're seeing now, which is a A catastrophe. Now, you might say, well, it's not our catastrophe. What do we care? Well, I understand that, but what what you got is the Taliban is ravaging through all of Afghanistan now, and they're going to take it over, and there are a lot of people worried about, well, then they're going to begin to have these training camps again where where Osama bin Laden used to plan 9-11. Yes. And they're going to be a thorn in the side of the free world. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, but the the, the the money that was spent basically to keep our troops there was to prevent the Taliban from doing what they're doing
2: now. We, we spent the blood of hundreds of American soldiers there, and I just don't know what I would do mm-hmm. if I was the, the family of one of those that they went in, they gave their life for this country, and then we're just giving it up. Uh, I,
1: I, well, yeah. how long do you stay? You know, how long do you stay? So I mean, if your brother was over there, would you be in harm's way? Would you be saying, What what is my brother doing? Yeah. In you know in Afghanistan. What do I care about Afghanistan? Uh so I'm just saying that's how a lot of people view that issue.
2: Go ahead. Um, I'd like to talk to you a little bit about what we're teaching our kids in public schools. Uh came across this. This is uh in the Virginia Department of Education, now we've been talking about the Loudoun County. County. This this is in the state, so any, any state has um, access to it. And it's a book that they want to put in front of them. Now, to say that this book is liberal is under uh, understating the fact tremendously. It is pro-communist. I want to play you a little bit. This is a, a man reading from this book. It say, say it's for third graders, but I don't. I think it's for more for first graders. That's where you learn your letters and the sounds. Where is
1: this again?
2: Virginia, the state of Virginia, and their department for the of whole Education. state. Any school has access to this. So I want you to hear a little bit of, of this. This is uh, cut seven.
0: A A A A is for activist, advocate, abolitionist, ally, actively answering a call to action. Are you an activist? S is for sun, soul, solar, superstar, stellar power, fuels all life, not just flowers, energized homes, cars, and showers, silly, selfish scoundrels sucking on dinosaur sludge, boo, hiss. U is for weekends. Wait, well, hold on. U is for workers' rights. Wait.
1: You we need to hear the rest of this?
2: Well, you don't have to. But oh,
1: okay. That was uh, the S guy. Yeah. Was that, he on drugs?
2: Well, it's, well, I don't know. I mean,
1: he's random there with all his words.
2: Uh, I cut this up. This wasn't. Oh, you cut it up. Uh, this isn't the order that they go in. He did every letter has something, but it would have been far too long. Okay, what's the point? The point is that they're they're indoctrinating. Th- these aren't teaching kids how to read. Um, if it's for third grade, third graders know that B sounds like B, and um, but what they're doing is they're teaching these kids. They're it's pro communist. This is out, out and out communist. No, I, I'm not saying that in a metaphor, uh, no. you know.
0: You know, when I went to school, we did, you know, they had the letters up on the board so you can learn, kindergarten, grade one. Uh, a, they would say, like in Apple. Yeah. Or in auto. Not activist. Not <laughs> activist. You know, right. and Steve is exactly right. Can you imagine how appalling this is? And I bet you a whole lot of parents in Virginia are not aware of this. That this indoctrination tool now has come down to teaching the kids letters using left wing activist yeah. language. this is this is the woke alphabet. Yeah, absolutely. Is what this, huh? this is absolutely. the woke, is. good way to put it.
2: Yeah,
1: the woke alphabet. So again, just to repeat, uh, where do are we? Is this Adam? Can you post this story on our Facebook page?
2: Yeah, so, you'll be able to hear the whole uh, the whole book okay. if you want.
1: So this is a book on tape, so to speak. Right. No,
2: it's a book in print. This is a guy that's reading. Oh, it. he's reading he's, the book in print. I, I found this on YouTube. Yeah, he's
1: reading it. But for, is this? And you're saying uh, this is being distributed by the Virginia Department of Education? I think it'd
2: be more accurate to say it's available to to anyone who wants it from the Department of. Uh, they're not mandating that you use it, and I don't think that they're pushing it out to the schools. And but the Department sure of that. Education
0: yeah. is endorsing it. It is.
2: They are, and they're making okay. it available to to All right. anybody who wants it. Next story. All right, uh, let's stay in school. <laughs> an amazing thing happened in Atlanta. Uh, a mom, uh, her son or daughter, was going up uh, an next grade, and, and she had a particular teacher that this mom wanted her kid to have, and uh, so she said, "I'd like Miss X uh, to teach my kids." And the principal, whose name is Sharon Briscoe, and this is at Maryland Elementary School in uh, uh, in Atlanta. The uh, the principal said, no, she wouldn't fit in there. Because she's a black girl, and this is a white classroom. And the mom goes, <laughs> what in the world? This school has decided to set up classrooms by race. So they, are, they have two classes that are specifically for black kids, and they have like six classes that are specifically and uniquely for white kids. We dealt with this in Brown versus the Board of Education, but somehow... They don't think now that it's uh, you know they're mm. turning power that it. You it have still this counts. story,
1: Fred, too, before before you. I read this story the other night, and I did to yes. do a double take. I thought it was yeah. a parody. I thought it was a Babylon B, but this is real.
0: It is. Yes. This and, is a black principal.
1: Yes, it's a black principal woman, and a black parent, and a black parent. So it's it's not a racial thing in that regard. No. So you have this uh, mother of a who's African American her daughter comes home right and then she learns that her african american principal another lady has segregated the classrooms yep. by race and we're not kidding and uh, she's she's uh, so the the mom was appalled and go, do you have the she's going to court over this or or at least what what's what's the uh what's the uh name of the school again?
2: It's Mary Lynn Elementary School Ma- in like Maryland. Mary Lynn M E R Y, next word, L I N. Okay. And uh, the mom's name is Kyla Posey. Yeah. Uh
1: and are they gonna are they gonna allow this to go on?
2: Well, the, she's she's certainly pursuing some kind of a, a well, remedy I'm, for it.
1: I'm surprised I, the school board in the atlanta area would not say you can't you can't put kids in uh, classes based on their skin color
2: alone yeah no i i agree it's it's against the civil rights act
1: (laughs) (laughs) but what's amazing to me this is a black principal doing this
0: yeah yes huh yes
1: Who's saying, no, we need to segregate by race.
2: She said one of the reasons she said this, uh, she said, I just wish we had more black kids, and then some of them are in class because of the services they need. So they group these black kids together because they need services. So these are all the poor kids who maybe need a lunch. Uh, it's it's really discriminatory.
0: Listen, this, this, I I connect the story in my mind to what happened in uh, what we learned in Oregon last week, that the governor of Oregon quietly signed a bill about two weeks ago that says we don't think kids in grade 12 need to be uh, proficient anymore in reading, writing, and mathematics in order to graduate. And they said, in particular, this bill, which is now law in Oregon, is to help our black and Latino and tribal students. Help them in what way? Help them to be able to graduate without being proficient in these areas. Dumb them down? Yes. And and, and there's outrage. We have a clip, actually. Uh, it is, you're you're um, making oh. this up. No, I'm not. Uh, it's Leo Terrell. Le- uh. He was on Fox and Friends. It's going to be cut number four, Adam. He is a black civil rights lawyer who taught in school. And he says the idea of saying that uh, we, we have to dumb things down in order for these kids to graduate is a crime. Scott number four. She's embarrassed about this and keeping it quiet because it insults
3: people of color. They have eliminated a measuring tool to determine quality and competency in these skills. It's a victory for teacher unions because now the teachers don't have to teach. But she's the statement is that it's going to benefit people of color. Steve, how? How is it going to benefit people of color? My mother had an eighth grade education, my dad had a high school education. You lower the standards, you dumb down kids. And I think it's embarrassing, it's insulting, and more importantly, it's racist. Because it implies that just because of skin color, you can't pass a test.
0: Yeah. There you have it. It's not doing anything. Okay, then, if kids. we're going to
1: apply this standard, let's just say for the basketball team, we allow kids who can't dribble. Yeah. Yeah. Or in the case of white men can't jump. That's the stereotype, right? There's a movie by that name. I know. So, but <laughs> well, we need to allow them to be on the team, uh, you know, because, uh, they feel bad if they're not, I mean, what I'm saying is, well, this is, this is worse because we're talking academics here and this is the state of Oregon. Yeah. This isn't, we're not talking about one little school district, the state of Oregon, the governor signs a bill basically saying you cannot you cannot uh you don't need to be proficient in reading writing and mathematics to graduate from an oregon high school that's right that's what they said
2: well they weren't anyway (laughs) half the kids weren't anyway (laughs) this
1: i know but you're saying we need to dumb everything down because the blacks and the latinos can't can't do the work that's what they're saying yes and they're democrats yes all right, well, I'm telling you, I think probably more and more African Americans and Latinos are going to catch on to what the uh, Democrat Party's doing here to them. Yes. yes. We'll see you tomorrow, everybody.